welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 51. Today we're talking about a variety of paranormal things. Yes, it is time to go into the world of the paranormal, I'm afraid. Yeah, I honestly, this isn't my zone. I no, honestly, you're not a big fan I don't do of this it. Kind of stuff. And that's why we haven't done any of it so far because Kendall's just not really into the scary stuff. But, well, like, I mean, it's not I all believe scary, in ghosts, but, but I, I, I don't know. I have a different, like, I mean, technically, like, UFOs is kind of a paranormal thing. Okay. So I guess aliens I is kind of paranormal, paranormal. So, but I do, like, on my channel, I don't do, like, that kind of stuff. You I don't do go realistic into ghosts things. And demons and mm -hmm. poltergeists. And yeah. I struggle with the kind of that kind of stuff for some reason, but I'm interested. So, Josh is going to be. For the most part, delivering the goods today, guys. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to switch directions. I know last week we said we were going to do true crime, and then we kind of just realized, like, maybe we should save that because we're going to do a really good case, but we wanted to have a little bit more time to prepare for it. So, I, I already know a lot about this realm of paranormal from personal experience and just my interests. And I've always been kind of into horror movies and, you know, kind of creepy paranormal type shit paranormal activity you know that those movies did you, you probably never even watched the paranormal activity movies are you kidding they're kind of they're kind of silly but i just seriously don't i don't even get that scary they don't during like these movie i just think or... it's dumb like i don't get it i know <laughs> like most of you guys probably like scary movies so i think we I'm, went to like, like one scary unpopular movie. opinion but How many yeah scary i don't, I don't enjoy being scared like i don't i don't like to be a lot of people love that like Adrenaline. I do. It gets my adrenaline. Me. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, like trying to hide my no, eyes and basically like, throws me into an anxiety. Like, oh, I want to see, but I don't. Yeah. But I will tell you a funny story real quick. So I didn't really know where Kendall was on the the horror scary movie spectrum. So one of our uh, early dates, I think. Yeah. It's one of our I was like, dates. hey, like I think it might have been for my birthday. Or, I don't even remember. It the was for your birthday. I really wanted to see this movie. If you remember, yeah, it was your 18th Devil. birthday. So we could go to an R movie because that, you had just turned 18. I don't think that was R. Really? No, it wasn't. I don't know. It was like PG-13. I'm pretty that, sure. Then? Why did I agree to? Go I to wanted that to show? see it. And so we went and saw Devil, Ugh, and that scared me so she was bad. So scared there. Was... I left. I got mad at you. I was kind of like, mad. "Fuck this guy," and then I left because <laughs> <laughs> I was like so freaked out. It was way worse than I thought. You're like, "No, it won't be bad. It's like a thriller." No, <laughs> it's like people being murdered every couple of minutes. Freaked me out. Yeah, your typical Hollywood scary movie, and I mean that's a, that's a really bad representation most of the times of like what the actual. Uh, field of paranormal yeah. is because there's like yeah. people that really research this shit because yeah. it is an and unexplained phenomenon. I do believe in it. it. I just I get nervous about it because I don't know how much we're supposed to fuck with like ghosts and stuff. I have a lot of respect for the dead and that's where I've always like had issue with the paranormal stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. Well we'll get into more of that <laughs> later because yeah it's very very interesting stuff. But yeah I've got nothing else for the intro today. We're going to make things really quick because I know some of you guys like it when we go quick through the intro. So, um, yeah, we're going to jump right into things here. And now it's time for Woke News This Week. Hell yeah. All right. So I've got a couple interesting stories for you today. One, probably nobody saw. But if you guys remember, we've talked about this before on the podcast. We've talked about how the Department of Defense has all this money and it's going to all these different uh, government programs, military programs, and we don't really know what exactly they're doing. They don't tell us what the programs are, right? So what's interesting is if you remember back to December 2017, there was the New York Times article that broke that was about the Tic Tac UFO 
and Tom DeLonge's company to the stars released it. It was like this huge deal. Mm -hmm. Lou Elizondo, the dude that was running this Pentagon UFO research program, he, you know, came out and started talking about it. And it really kind of, I think, kickstarted the UFO alien conversation, you know, in the country and gotten way more people interested in it and kind of just ignited that, you know, curiosity. Right. Oh, yeah. I've seen like a huge spike. Absolutely. In people's interest in this. And what's interesting too is like Hollywood is already like there's multiple movies coming that are that are kind of in the UFO alien kind of Space conspiracy worlds. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting. But basically what we found out from the Tic Tac UFO, we also found out about the Pentagon Pentagon's research program for UFOs called AATIP. So this program was top secret until it was declassified. And as a part of like kind of bringing this forward, we found out that the uh, basically they spent $22 million in this UFO research program, but we don't know exactly what they did with the money. Well, interesting thing, thanks to the Freedom of Information Act, which is extremely important, and they yes. are trying to fight us. The Trump organization is trying to shut that down because obviously you know what's been going on with him. So you know, they don't want people trying to get the truth about things or trying to get, you know, declass or documents declassified, things like that. But basically what happened is, is the Federation of American Scientists. So it's an organization that actually, I believe, was a part of the Manhattan Project when they were working on the atomic bombs. They filed a Freedom of Information Act filing to figure to find out exactly what programs were being paid for as a part of this $22 million that the Department of Defense was spending in this UFO program. Oh, and wow. guess what? Oh, they fucking released what the 38 research programs were that this $22 million was going to. Oh my gosh. What it's really they? interesting, just this whole concept of the government, you know, acknowledging this UFO phenomenon and everything because they have denied it for so long. But basically they they released a document that is like a couple pages long and it doesn't tell you any details but it tells you what these programs actually were about and it's gonna blow your mind titles of the research programs that this money was going to was invisibility cloaking basically oh some harry my potter shit gosh wow invisible cloaking oh that's trippy so they were they are literally like an actual cloak Everybody thinks this is all fake movie shit. The government and the military is absolutely doing all kinds Sometimes of it like. It seems like movies get ideas and inspirations from like inside knowledge of stuff. Dude, I'm telling you, it's all interlaced. There's it's like people so many talking. I'm like, Whoa, that's like this movie. It's all interlaced. Movie. It's like this big animal that is the you know system and all these different entities. Not only was there oh. invisibility cloaking, traversable wormholes. Holy shit, which honestly doesn't surprise not me. That, that's right. good that they're researching that good It is good because we already know uh, you know a little bit about wormholes and black holes and such and You know a lot of you know about an organization in uh, Switzerland called CERN and they do a ton They have like the particle accelerator and they're actually like creating wormholes and shit so it's interesting that it's traversable wormholes which basically means going through them they're like they're actually spending money on this. This could I mean, my only thought is like maybe this is all bullshit and they're just trying to throw us off well, track. Well, they could but just be trying to work towards it. Just because they have a project on it doesn't mean they doesn't mean they it actually out. No, no, no. Exactly. 
it could be they may have not have they may have failed. I mean, they may have tried. Yeah, they may and not failed. be like anywhere near being right. able to actually try to do it. There was also anti-gravity aerospace applications. There you go. I mean, they're trying to this just explains, you know, goes hand in hand with what we talked about with Bob Lazar last week. Yeah. Him working on anti-gravity technology back in the, you know, 70s or whatever. And here they are working on anti-gravity aerospace applications. Warp drive. Warp drive. So basically going faster than the speed of light, I assume. Going at warp speed. Dark energy, which is something we don't even understand or really know oh, what it is. Cool, so they're looking into that as well oh, as the manipulation shit. of extra dimensions. Boom. Damn. How cool. There is a multiverse, folks. God, God, we are on the right track. Just, this just shows everyone in this fucking realm that we're all on the right track, guys. They clearly are. This shit is not crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. It makes sense. I mean, they put this money into it. And I mean, they probably didn't get very far with that much money. That's not a lot to do all of these projects. But what's very interesting about it is when they did come forward with this, the people that were working in this program literally jumped, left the government, and went to work for Tom DeLong at his company, To the oh, Stars yeah. Academy of Science and Arts or whatever, Arts and Science or whatever. And they're actually kind of picking up where these guys left off and moving it forward. Now, this is very interesting and is going to play into another story that I have in a minute, but this idea of traversable wormholes also makes me think about could the government military be trying to research time travel are, yes, or have they, they accomplished are. this already? I think they probably, chances are they probably already have. It seems, seems possible. I mean, I don't know, but I don't know why else would you, you know, why else are they trying to do this as well? Cause that's the whole extra part of it, obviously going into space or, you know, space exploration, but you got to think there's more, you know, practical applications like maybe telepathy, teleportation, maybe time travel. So I just thought that was super interesting. And so, yeah, there's this document out there and a lot, I'm sure a lot of you didn't even know about it and I'll link it in uh, the description of this episode. So you guys can take a look at it for yourself, but it is very, very interesting. All right. So the next story I got for you guys, um, some of you actually let us know some of our, uh, Canadian, God, I was trying to do a Canadian accent. That was terrible. Canadian yeah, friends. I have no idea. Was that? I have no, just disregard. Canadian. I don't know even know how you guys. How do you guys talk? You guys talk like um, every can. What I know, you guys hear this all the time. You guys are so nice, but it's like true. Oh yeah. Every Canadian you've met, like every yeah. Canadian I've ever known. Is I'm just thinking like, of the Nelk boys because we were just watching them. <laughs> Hell yeah! Shout out Folson. But they'll like. What do they say? They'll say like a. Yeah, I mean that you got you guys just have like a so funny way of saying things sometimes. I don't know. It's really funny. But anyway, but they're so nice. My manager's Canadian. He's so mellow. Sometimes I'm like, God, I'm crazy. Oh, I know. And they're always chillaxed. So like, chill. Never stressed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys get stressed, but <laughs> you guys seem like Americans. I just feel like are constantly like anxiety. Americans just, just suck. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I said, sit here and drink an energy drink. That's Amer America. <laughs> All right, but anyway, the Canadian dude that got sentenced to oh, death in China terrible. for drug smuggling. I can't believe this. I, I honestly had no clue about this until one of you let us know. And, I, and as I started looking into this, I'm like, holy shit, this is like fucked up. Oh, yeah. So there's this Canadian guy named Robert Lloyd Schellenberg who was basically given the death penalty for appealing his 
case. He got arrested. So basically what happened is he got arrested while in China, apparently trying to move like 500 pounds. He was a, he was a r- participant in drug smuggling, trying to smuggle 500 pounds of meth from China to Australia. And he got busted. And so in China, a lot of meth. China takes like drug stuff to the next level. And just Asia in general takes weed and I mean, even just weed, but meth, especially cocaine, things like that. You're in serious trouble. So he got, um, I think he got like, I can't remember the exact number of years he got originally, like maybe like 10 or 15 years or something. And so his lawyer, he had like a Chinese lawyer. He's in Chinese prison, went and basically tried to appeal it. Yeah. And literally the judge or whoever is running the court. Shut that shit down. Basically let like deliberated for an hour and then gave him the death penalty. Because basically they were like, you're already guilty and we already gave your sentence. So they penalize you for appealing it. So you actually end up getting a harsher sentence because you appealed. Oh my God. And they feel like it was a bad, like bad enough thing, or maybe they found some more evidence or something. And so they literally escalated it from like, I don't know, 10, 15 years to now he is facing the death penalty. And I'm pretty sure they execute like a lot quicker than we do or the U S does. So that's like, I'm sure they do. And, um, China and I mean, gosh, doesn't this make you realize, though, we always complain so much about the American judge, the judicial system, which it is fucked up and we can definitely improve it, prove it. And there's better countries. But like, God, man, at least we don't get like that kind of treatment. Yeah, it's really bad. An hour of deliberation for the death penalty. That's fucking nuts. And here, here's why the the speculation about this is weird, because the Chinese lawyers like this is unheard of. This doesn't normally happen. Yeah, Usually they they. they you know, deliberate for way longer, way longer. So basically this comes down to this geopolitical feud between China and Canada now because so there's a company, there's a company in China, a big electronics company called Huawei, H-U-A-W-E-I. And one of their executives actually got arrested in Canada. So we arrested like one of their people and we're kind of holding them and now they've taken one of ours and are like literally threatened to kill one, of, one of theirs. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I don't live in Canada as much as I <laughs> wish I did. But yeah, they're going to execute this uh, Robert uh, Schellenberg. Oh, how terrible. This poor guy. So now God. like Justin Trudeau has been talking about it and saying, you know, we're going to try to do everything we can to work something out and hopefully they can. Guys, just, Maybe oh, they can work out God. a trade or something like. Holy shit! But China's kind of like, you know, they're gonna be. They're like the bully on the block, man. They're the ones that are like kind of. Yeah, they are. I mean, I just looked and saw like the Chinese economy set to like just obliterate all of us. Like, they're they're going to be such a massive superpower, and they're gonna control space and everything else. And it's like, you know, I never want to think about you know, enemies are having to like get in a conflict. But at the same time, it's like we obviously China has other plans. You know, they don't want to work with us necessarily. And they, you know, who knows what they might end up doing. So this is this is just another another problem. Add it to the list. So, yeah, that's scary. Yes, he was sentenced to 15 years in 2016. But then all of a sudden he got an appeal and they were like, Oh my gosh, how crazy. 
And now he only has 10 days to appeal his death sentence. Oh, that's so terrible. Well, hopefully that he would can create appeal it. such a, oh my God. Like maybe re- they'll, they'll like appeal it and they'll, I'm hoping that Justin Trudeau can, you know, work his magic, use work his, his charm, do something. Cause the charm, you know, I, I personally don't think that anybody that's a drug smuggler should be getting a death sentence. No I just way. think that's so over the top. Doesn't matter what, what, even if the drug is harmful or for at this, you know, I don't think anybody deserves a death, death sentence. sentence. My God. So I don't know. It's pretty, pretty bad. And China's like, they actually created travel warnings. Both of them did. Canada made one for like oh, their citizens wow. was like, if you're traveling to China, you know, be careful, blah, blah, blah. And what's hilarious is China made the exact same one about Canada. Oh my And they're gosh. like, if you're traveling, all Chinese citizens, if you're traveling to Canada, be careful. They're their rules aren't fair. Or I don't. I don't even know what it said. Their but rules aren't fair. <laughs> just like you know, basically, you have to fault when you're in our country. You got to follow our laws and regulations, or you will be subjected to the law. You know, That's and crazy. be prosecuted. Damn. So, I don't know, man. I don't think I want to go to China. That's all I got to say. Yeah, <laughs> my dad said it was like crazy there. Yeah. Just so many. It just doesn't look in. I I just don't. It looks like really stressful. I'm sure there's parts that are beautiful and stuff, but it's just like I hate crowded cities. I just I just can't do it. I think we would struggle there. We don't like crowds. It's not our thing. Let's just say that. But the next topic I wanted to talk about is the Donald Trump time travel slash Baron Trump conspiracy (laughs) that went viral this week on Twitter, and you guys were like. Guys, do you see this? Yes, we saw this, and Kendall actually made a video about it a while back. Yeah, like a year. And yeah, a half like a year ago. and a half ago. Like it's kind of resurfacing. It's not. This person acted like they like made this huge discovery, and no. it was like, no, we already know about this. So we'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to thank our first sponsor. All right, guys. So let's talk about this Donald Trump time traveler theory for a minute. All right. So this is this is definitely like tin hat conspiracy out there. Almost, you know, because basically it comes down to these are all just normal coincidences, nothing crazy or special Uh, about it. It's a little weird, I think. Or there is something deeper below the surface. So let's let's talk about the facts for a minute here. So Ingersoll Lockwood, who's an American author and lawyer, published two children's books and one short pamphlet between 1890 and 1896, so a long time ago. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1898, he published his first book titled The Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and His Wonderful Dog, Bulger. But you know what people are getting wrong about this? What? The character is not named Baron Trump. His name is Trump, and he's described as a Baron Trump. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. He's actually named Wilhelm Heinrich. Yeah. Sebastian von Trump. Yeah, yep. It's the what they refer to him as is Little Baron Trump. Yeah, it's like, but Baron's like a descriptive word. So it's not like the character aligns directly with. No, like, he's not named right, Baron. Right, exactly. So, after he published that first book, he followed up in 1893 with Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey, and his last book was published in 1896, titled "1900 or the Last President." Which all these books can actually be found on archive.org. Yes. And you can actually read through them and see this for yourself. The last president book is pretty crazy. It is. It is. So here's here's the kind of uh, t- <coughs> tie-ins here. So the first two novels, like I just said, follow a young boy named Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump. 
Little Baron Trump, as he's referred to, comes from a very wealthy family that lives on Fifth Avenue in New York City. That's in what is called Trump Castle. No joke. It says Trump Castle, T-R-U-M-P Castle. Yeah, and Fifth Avenue is actually where Trump Tower is. That's very weird, man. So in the in the books, Little Baron and his dog Bulger go on a series of wild adventures through other dimensions in time with the help of a mystical or mystic character named Don Fum. Don helps Baron and Bulger find the portals to his world within a world that eventually leads them to Russia. No joke. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So weird, right? (laughs) And this story is just like an average day children's novel, but it's very weird how it has all these ties to the modern world. And obviously a world where president is our the American president's Donald Trump and he lives on Fifth Avenue with his son Baron in Trump Tower. So like Kendall mentioned in the last book, 1900, the last president, it begins with a scene of New York City in chaos. Yep. It's like right after an election (laughs) in November. People are like freaking out in the streets. It's like a total fucking chaos because that candidate just got elected Yeah, because some like controversial candidate wins. Yep. It's so weird. People are pissed and, you know like protesting and feel like they've been oppressed and yeah it's in front of fifth avenue and it's in front of the fifth avenue hotel which is actually where trump tower stands and it's kind of a similar predicament i don't know if people are still protesting outside trump tower but no but they were when they were in november now the the sketch of baron trump some people have like lined up the sketch from the book with baron's face and it's really funny because <laughs> it, it is it, similar looking it is a little similar it's too weird. it is it is really weird here if you're watching i'll show you but in the book baron trump has a dog named boulder yet the real life baron trump didn't have a dog until they got in the white house and they adopted a golden doodle named Patton. what's interesting though is that with baron's the real life baron's dog being named Patton which is named after George S. Patton, the American military captain who was an instrumental factor in the U.S.'s victory at the Battle of the Bulge during World War II. <laughs> so people are like, there's a connection there. Like, even though it's not like a direct connect, it's like, oh, well, it's, you know, weird how it kind of lines there. So in addition to stories of Baron Trump, there is another book written by Ingersoll Lockwood titled Laconics of Cult, where Lockwood writes about superstition and the, and the occult much in the same light he does in his children novels. Laconic is an adjective that literally means a few words, which seems to be a spot-on description of the real Baron Trump. Dude, for real, though. All right, so let's talk about... This is this like you really got to dig deep because this is like... Donald Trump could be a time traveler, folks. <laughs> so if you didn't know this, but the uncle of Donald Trump is named John Trump. And John Trump was an engineer who worked for MIT at the time of Nikola Tesla's death. And when Nikola Tesla died... The federal government literally raided his mm-hmm. where he was living and yep. confiscated Took all of his work. And then they hired a group of scientists and engineers to help them decipher Tesla's notes. And John Trump was among one of the men chosen for the task. Yep. And now what's very interesting about this, if you don't know anything about Tesla, Tesla is perhaps, I, in my opinion, one of the most influential scientists and and just philosophical minds in history. I'm sure they all agree with you, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he was working on time travel and he actually was working on a time travel machine. So this is where this is where this comes in. In interviews that John Trump gave later in his life, he talks about how these notes of Tesla's influenced him to study new methodologies beyond what they had thought uh, probable. 
And of course, the speculation is that John Trump discovered the means of time travel, but died before it could be realized. This is where Donald Trump comes into place. John Trump left his nephew with his findings, hoping at a later yeah. date, Trump would be able to, to complete it, what he started. And this is where the two theories combine to one, that the, <laughs> the famous time traveler, which we covered on our show, John Teeter, is actually Donald Trump. Boom, boom, Wait. boom. Yeah. Why would John Teeter... Oh, yeah. I yeah, did cover this, this is, in my yeah, video. This I is did a, say all yeah. this. Right. So we don't know. But basically... We basically just like reread my whole video. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what happened. So there's not anything new for this? No, the Pepe the, Flo the Frog part. Oh, okay. I want to hear about the Pepe the Frog part. <laughs> but the, the reason why... I got to complete it for the people that don't know. But okay. Trump went forward in time and saw a world ruined by war and famine, likely from him disguising himself as John Teeter and then joining the army in the future. But then he, you know, time traveled back and now he's here to save us from this future, which he's doing a really good job of. Now, this part, I didn't know. Why either. wouldn't John Teeter be like, and then Donald Trump will be president to really shock people? <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, I don't know. <laughs> and this is another part that I don't totally fully understand how it fits into everything. But basically, Pepe the Frog, which I'm sure you've seen the memes with Pepe the Frog, but all this time travel and divine destiny are made possible for a number of reasons, but all of them are due to the ancient Egyptian god of chaos, Kek, or Keku. Kek is a figure who appears as a frog-headed being and in ancient Egypt was worshipped for his magical abilities. Many people joke that the popular meme Pepe the Frog, which is often associated with Donald Trump, and he's like literally retweeted memes really? of Pepe the Frog. Yeah. It's associated with him? Yeah, Why? there's tons of memes where he is Pepe the Frog. That's the connection. It's like <laughs> Donald Trump is Pepe the Frog, and they're saying that it's connected to this, to the Keck, the god of chaos. Okay. So. That's fun. Basically, the god, two got tied together. someone was with this. Someone was digging deep. Yeah, so this is all new because this was not part of the theory when I researched this like two yeah. years ago. Oh, well, I'm sure people like continue digging and finding things like weird yeah. connections to things. I'm sure somebody was like, That's a oh, stretch. Googled Pepe, like a ancient god from Egypt that is a frog was like, oh, there we go. Let's tie those. <laughs> Obviously, there's no evidence to support that Donald Trump is a time traveler. But and... the rest of it is really weird. The whole thing about John Trump actually being his his uncle is like really, really weird. And um, I mean, everything up until the Pepe the Frog part is like pretty fucking crazy. I mean, what if this anger soul guy is a time traveler? Possibly. Or what if Donald Trump just loves this book and he named his son after it because he's like, oh, there's this famous book with like my family's name in it. And like we love this. Like everyone in my family has had this fucking Trump book because they're the Trumps. So maybe it's a family book. And then they were like Baron Trump. And like for all we know, he loves this book. That's true. Somebody should ask him. Yeah. Be like, dude, he clearly likes Pepe book? the Frog. <laughs> that is not, I don't understand that. Dude, just frog. look. If you look up Trump Pepe the Frog oh or God. Trump Frog meme, you'll dude, see. So dumb. See what it is. But I but don't know. Anyway, I feel like he could have just named his son that. But wow, it looks the same. It wow. does. It's very weird. Wow. Like, it's damn. very weird. It straight looks like him. That's super I know. weird. God. So this was just freaking people out because like tons of people hadn't heard about this before. So that tweet went God, super, super viral. why didn't my viral. video go viral then? Yeah, what the hell? I came out with a full fucking thing I'm on telling this. you, it's because everybody's getting into like the conspiracy world now. Everybody wants to like 
understand conspiracies. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe I should redo all my fucking content from years ago. Let's then. do it. Redo it. I'm sure people wouldn't mind redoing I'm everything. I'm not redoing this Baron Trump one, though. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Just thought that was interesting. And that is. That's funny. Hopefully you find that entertaining as well. All right. Uh, let's fucking get into this shit. Right, people I'm, are like, I'm ready. The Scare me. Up. I'm turning my computer off because I'm just here to... I'm going to listen. This is like... Yeah, this is getting into some really Because I stuff. wanted to call this Campfire Stories. But Josh didn't know if he we was have into no campfire. campfire We'd have to at least get a campfire in here. That well, I like the name of that because these are like fine. stories you tell around a campfire. That's fine. You can do that on your channel then and have a campfire. No, because I don't want to do that on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> this fine. is the paranormal you know I like and the to unexplained. Come up with name okay? for a series. I love this is series. serious stuff. This is a serious <sighs> topic. I know, right? but still, it's stuff you'd tell out around a campfire at night. Scary stories. I don't think any. Have you ever been on a campfire and somebody's like, "Hey, have you heard of the Mothman?" Yes, dude. That's like what you do around it. Where have you been around a campfire? I've been around the campfire. I want to call it campfire chats this episode. Oh my god, <laughs> we'll see. We'll we'll talk about it after. Oh, the Virgo is so controlling. No, everyone. no, no. This doesn't. Fit. This is what I go with. <laughs> I, I got go this shit planned out. I worked hard on the planning. All no, right. we agreed we were going to call it that, though. I know, but I. I changed my mind. No, you can't just do that. <laughs> what a better title. We got to We're trying to clickbait. All right. No, I'm just kidding. No, I like that. Okay. All right. We can put a hashtag campfire chat. Okay. In the thing. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. So <laughs> the paranormal. I want to like turn off the lights. Can I turn off the lights so it's scary in here? What does a paranormal consist of? Well, for me. No, why are you going to turn off the lights? Because it'll be more scary. I know, here. but people like to see our beautiful faces and our beautiful. I just want to try and see what it looks like. It's gonna no, it'll Go fuck ahead. up the green screen, dude. Oh, it will. <laughs> we'll fuck but up we'll our green screen. We'll still have this light. No, you won't be able to see the green screen. It's just the overhead light. That doesn't do shit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. All right, you start. You All right. Start. Okay, guys. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one, so basically, the world of paranormal c contains a lot of different things, from demons to fairies, UFOs, other cryptids like Bigfoot, to just like unexplained shit, you know, ghosts, spirits, all that kind of thing. It's just everything that is essentially that can't explain be explained with like science, you know, <laughs> because science is so exact and perfect. And I'm sorry, I, like I love science. Science is my strength, but I've become such a like unexplained fan, unexplained mm -hmm. mysteries fan since I've like. I do this for a living now. That's probably why. Yeah. But be, I've also, what I've also realized is like, we are literally not taking the unexplained and paranormal serious enough. Like mm -hmm. there is a lot here to study and a lot to try to figure out because there is absolutely shit going on on. And when you talk about any of these things and there's evidence for each of these things as well, that a lot of people just throw out the window because they're like, Oh, there's no Bigfoot. Well, it's like, how the fuck do you know there's no Bigfoot? We can't possibly know every single creature that roams this planet. We don't mm -hmm. even know what's in the ocean. It's like, how can we just definitively say like, oh, because we don't have like video of them or something. But that doesn't mean it, it doesn't necessarily exist, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't mean it does. But it doesn't mean it does either. I mean, yeah. I'm a little skeptical about this type of stuff. Kendall's Josh a skeptic. Knows. All right. So that's good, though. Just that's a good. little bit. I'm still open minded to it, though. That's good. So be open minded about. The Mothman. Yeah, I want to hear about this. So the Mothman is one of the longest, like, sustaining paranormal experiences, creatures that has existed, really. 
because it's literally been like over 50 years that we've known about this. So here is how the Mothman story goes. So it was November 12th, 1966. Five grave diggers were working near Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is where a lot of this cryptid shit happens. But Point Pleasant is a small town with a uh, small community and they basically claim to have seen a man-like figure fly low from the trees directly over their head. So these five grave diggers were the first ones that basically reported seeing a man-like figure fly over them. Gross. That would be weird. I mean, and here's my whole thing for this is like the skeptics are like they must have seen something else like an owl or something. But there are no owls that I know of that are literally the size of a man. That big. I mean, if it was truly a man, that'd be like, holy shit. Yeah, so it's a man-sized figure. Mm -hmm. That's why it's Mothman. Now, what happened next is that the whole community of Point Pleasant was completely unaware of this until November 16, 1966, when a local newspaper actually published an article which completely just shook the entire community. And the article was titled, Couples See Man-Sized Bird, dot, 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 Creature, dot, 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 Something. (laughs) So this article was essentially about two young couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Millette, who encountered the Mothman the day before, on November 15, 1966. They said they literally ran back into the courthouse. They were were basically... uh, I guess driving to the courthouse and they reported seeing this 10 foot tall man with wings and glowing red eyes, Oh, that's which is really freaky. freaky. Two couples. So obviously when they, when they said this, they were like, you know, what can you believe them? Like, can you believe their story? There's two couples. Why would two couples lie about seeing something like this? Like, why would you just make this up? Yeah, seriously. And to like go in on it together and like both agree to like make up a thing about a flying man. Yeah. And not only that, but there's been a number of other people that have reported seeing this, this large creature. Oh, that's so creepy. So the sheriff, the Mason County Sheriff actually commented saying that he believed the sightings of the Mothman were due to an unusually large sandhill crane which is a large bird with a seven foot wingspan and red coloring around its eyes. But I think you would know yeah. if you saw a crane, wouldn't you? Like, Yeah, it would how, look like a fucking crane. It would look like a you crane. You wouldn't be like, oh, that's a man. You wouldn't be like, it's this creepy, shadowy man, right? Yeah, what? So a lot of people in this town, including uh, the deputies there, thought that the couples were credible and thought they weren't lying and actually believed their stories. And they were even interviewed in separate rooms, and they both explained the incident with the Mothman the same. The report was taken so seriously that the deputy went with Scarberry back to the site near the McClintic Wildlife Management Area where the creature was first spotted. Later on, another sighting of this mysterious Mothman led to some bizarre results. At about 10.30 on that same evening, Noel Partridge, a local building contractor who lived in Salem, about 90 miles from Point Pleasant, was watching television when the screen suddenly went dark. He stated that a weird pattern filled the screen and he heard a loud whining sound from outside that raised in pitch and then stopped. Fucking creepy. Whenever your screen just goes dark, yeah, you know something's up. 
but his dog started to howl on the front porch. So he went outside and flashed his flashlight in the direction of the sound. And that's when he spotted two red circles that looked like eyes or bicycle reflectors. So that's the interesting thing is that the consistency at what they're seeing between people is very similar. Cause like the first couple, when they initially saw, saw, you know, the lights, his eyes or whatever, they thought it was car like taillights, you know, like red taillights. Cause it kind of mm-hmm. looks like glowing, glowing in the dark, like oh, red that's glowing so eyes. Fucking scary. And, but it got closer to them and then they're like, holy shit, this is like a huge man. Oh my god. Man like creature. And it was flying? Yeah. And then it just took off and flew away. Whoa. Yeah. So this is multiple people now that have witnessed this. Wow. Not long after that happened, Marcella Bennett, who was completely unaware of these sightings, was visiting a friend living close to the wildlife area. She drove her car to her friend's house and then left her car to walk to the house. But as she was walking, she was confronted by the large gray human-like creature that had giant wings and glowing red eyes. What Another like woman, and this is what these are legitimate people. Like, I can show you pictures of the people. Like, these yeah. are real people that had real experiences Jesus. with this creature. She was so terrified that, according to her, she dropped her daughter on the ground basically and jumped on top of her to protect her from the creature. Oh my god. <laughs> and she said, she tell she literally tells like this of how she was in this position for several minutes, just trying to like hope that the mothman like goes away, like looking at him and like hopefully you know hoping oh that he God. just goes away what if it's like the devil in like i don't form, know man. or like evil in taking a form maybe maybe uh, but it doesn't do anything it's never like attacked anyone that's the thing it just scares people that's the thing it like comes up to them and then it flies off oh that's weird but she eventually like got up and ran inside called the police and her friends actually watched the creature as well through the window of the Would house. I would love to hear that dispatch call. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Hey, we... 911, what's your emergency? Uh, there's this giant bird-like man outside <laughs> looking like he's about to eat something. I yeah, think they'd be creepy. a lot more freaked out than that. <laughs> Sounded pretty calm. Yo, dude, check this out. We got the Mothman outside. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's pretty weird. So a lot of people saw saw the Mothman. This is like a ton of people in Point Pleasant claim to have seen the Mothman at at one point in time or the other. So after all these sightings, the people of Point Pleasant put together armed patrols and started combing the area to try to track down and kill this son of a bitch. (laughs) Because fuck, dude, that's scary as hell. I wouldn't want I would not want to think going outside and like running into this like shadowy huge figure that might just like eat me alive and yeah, you know. That's freaky. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. And people are really terrified of this. This is like a really real thing. And you know, really I think a lot thing. of this is a really yeah, it's a really real event that happened. Like I don't think people even realize that, but this was like a really yeah. serious thing for point point pleasant. So to this date, there's been a ton of theories that have been put forward to try to explain this mythical-like creature known as the Mothman. Theory, there's tons and tons of theories out there, but some of them range from the Mothman being some type of alien. Mm, interesting. That could be. Poss- we never think an alien would look like that. Or we always think that would be something like demonic or something, but I guess it could be an alien. 
could be a like a shape-shifting reptilian or something yeah interdimensional <laughs> species yeah that, that's the other thing too it could be like an interdimensional being maybe it's some type of creature from another realm a lower density energy yeah being lower density being yeah 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 or it could be a mutant creature because this idea of like a mutant crane could be like a mute like a lot of people don't think that this is real but you know in these military facilities there's there's a bunch of them that are no longer in use anymore like the montauk project the montauk base oh, in new york yeah. there's rumors that there's some like mutant creatures or shit running through the tunnels there because like hazardous chemicals radioactive shit that they had in there leaked out whatever so people think that mm. this area where the, you know the couple saw the mothman or whatever is located near a, a former tnt area which was an area used for ammunition manufacturing during world war ii so it's located in an area where there's large underground tunnels and bunkers which are thought to be leaking toxic waste into the nearby wildlife preserve wow which is a very real thing like if you've never seen mutant creatures it's real look at any of the chernobyl and things like that where radioactive materials get leaked into nature and animals God. get fucked up but and all crazy could they really like from that could they like could a crane end up as a mothman a 10-foot thing it's yeah. like a little bit that's pushing it a little bit <laughs> i think it is a little bit too like maybe three eyes but like turning into a mothman I don't know. That's really bizarre. And if the woman really and says again, she it's was called lost. Mothman because of the wings and the body. Sorry. Um, the woman she said she was sitting there for a couple minutes. Yeah. So, wouldn't she have had a good time to get a good look at this well, thing he's and dark determine and shadowy. if it was a fucking crane yeah. or not? <laughs> yeah, they don't. Well, he's dark not. and shadowy, no, but he's probably not a crane. No, then, they don't think he's a crane. Shadowy, no. shadowy. All the sketches of the Mothman is not a mutant crane. <laughs> Oh my god. So this is just a theory that's out there by like more like scientific folk, I assume. Interesting. That it could be some type of mutant. But she definitely didn't miss like understand what it was because I mean she probably had time to look at it. You would she think she said she was on the ground. No, for and a they've few drawn minutes. sketches of it and stuff of what they've seen, and it's not a crane at all. Or anything. I'm just saying it's obviously not an animal. Right. It's it looks like an entity of something. Scary. It does. I mean, to me, when I look at it, I think of like a dark angel or something, like a demon or something. Yeah, no, I've seen it. Before. It reminds me of a demon. That's what I think too. But basically, Matt, that would be my guess is like a lower dimensional being that like somehow. Got yeah, into yeah, something like that. What's interesting though is a lot of people believe that the Mothman is some kind of like prophetic creature, so they can like basically like a prophet almost like come and like warn about something that's bad about to happen or something or is going to bring about something bad and some people thought that he was there or the mothman was there <laughs> to either warn or you know bring about some type of future tragedy or disaster because the sightings actually continued for months throughout the point pleasant area and the mystery and the fear surrounding this strange creature came to head on december 15 1967 with the tragic collapse of the silver bridge this was a huge deal 46 people died when the bridge which connects the city of galapolis uh, ohio collapsed during rush hour and the destruction was actually blamed on a dysfunctional eye bar in the suspension chain but locals felt something more sinister was at play and might be connected to reports of this eerie creature wow that's really freaky actually yeah it really is no it's really terrifying 
See, part of me just like doesn't like these things because I don't want to believe them. But then I like hear some shit like this and this seems to have quite a bit to it. That's freaky. So obviously more and more theories came about and, and some came about that point uh, pleasant might have been some type of portal to an alternate realm and that the Mothman creature coupled with reports of UFOs, poltergeists and bizarre light phenomenons in the area. So there was mul all other types of paranormal type shit going on in this area, other reports at the same time. So hence why they thought maybe like you said, it could be some type of portal to some other type of, you know, level of, of beings somehow. So the Point Pleasant incidents have been recounted in various media, including the 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, written by John Keel, who was on assignment in West Virginia during the height of the Mothman phenomenon. And he went on to create a movie in 2002, which adapted the same name. And the 2002 book by cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, Mothman and Other Curious Encounters. But as the Mothman story gained notoriety in pop culture, rumors of other times when the beast appeared prior to tragedy striking began to swirl and i i believe this is probably fictitious but people have of course come forward since and, and shown photographs of what looks like some type of like flying creature through the air uh in places like chernobyl before the chernobyl disaster happened uh somebody even had a photo of basically like the world trade area where there's like this uh, Mothman flying around oh, that's before crazy. the 9-11 uh, before 9-11 happened uh, I can I can show you but it's again I don't know the authenticity of the photo yeah, to me say. it to me it looks like something somebody doctored up that's just my opinion yeah but what's interesting is that on a Chicago night in 2017 there were 55 reports of a flying humanoid scene this is real there was oh wow that's it, interesting. like the news reported about it and stuff well like they saw something that's not just some bullshit. And there's actually this photo where it looks like there's like something climbing up the bridge, the silver bridge or whatever that oh, we're talking about. It's freaky, man. Like this little thing. And again, I don't know if this is a legitimate photograph. It looks like it, but I don't know. It looks like something flying towards the bridge. Mm -hmm. So that's why people think it could be like some type of evil entity that's bringing about disaster and, and destruction, or it could be some type of being that's like warning us before something like happens you know before it actually does so catch 22 there but this legend of the mothman is very real and the people of point pleasant have kept this legend alive for years and the town continues to attract thousands of visitors every year because of the legend of the mothman there's even a mothman's festival festival every september and there's also a 12 foot metal statue of the creature which we should go there unveiled in 2002 we should like take a random trip there one time. No, we should. We should go check this out for ourselves. They got a museum and a research center now for it. So it's a very like they take it very yeah. seriously and they're still like trying to figure wow. out what's going on. Interesting. And the whole area is like pretty paranormal. Like, oh, there's a lot more to this than I thought. I thought it was kind of like going to be in the realm of like Slender Man. That's why I'm always like, no, Slender Man is just so much fictitious, bullshit. though. Like that. Is, yeah. So, that I didn't know that. I thought this might have been. I didn't realize there were so many like legit parts. To no, this. this is like, and that's the same goes for like Bigfoot and all these other cryptids is like yeah. most of the times it starts with somebody actually having an encounter with one of these cryptids before they actually like start like researching it and people start looking into it versus like Slender Man was fucking made up online and then somebody like took it and made it into 
real life. Yeah, it was know? a Photoshop contest. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, pretty interesting that something like that could exist. I mean, I, I don't know. I Again, I don't know if there's enough evidence to, you know, say for certain or not or that there's even a good chance of this being real. But I could be wrong. There could be a lot more evidence for it out there. And obviously these people had an encounter with something and maybe it wasn't something natural like just a crane or a bird or, you know, something like that. It could have been something, you know, far more sinister or dark or who knows. I mean, it's really hard to say. Or some unknown creature from another world. I mean, who knows? But it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that is actually. So, I kind of want to do a video on that. Yeah, Maybe freak week next year. I'll yeah, no, you should. It's very interesting, and I'm sure there's way more than than what I talked about as oh, a sure. very basic overview. But with any of the cryptids, there's people that literally devote their entire career researching these things and trying mm-hmm. to figure out the truth about it. So this is interesting. But the actual journalist we talked about who wrote the uh, Mothman prophecies, uh, his name is John Keel, and he was actually a journalist and a ufologist. And he wrote a pretty interesting theory about the unexplained. So John Keel spent his life researching these unexplained events, including cryptid sightings, UFOs, cattle mutilations, and other paranormal activity. That's some freaky shit, the cattle mutilations. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have the perfect person that will can yeah. enlighten us on that. So Yeah, we're going to hopefully get them as a guest. Yeah, because yeah, she'll be able to enlighten us about that. But... John Keel often wrote about window areas, specific locations on our planet where paranormal events were far more likely and even expected to occur. Because for anybody that experiences something paranormal or believes in the paranormal, the biggest frustration about trying to explain it to other people is the lack of physical evidence, right? Right. It's very hard to get physical evidence of it. So basically this guy, John, he developed a hypothesis which explains this like troublesome disparity between you know all of this like verbal testimony of the witness of the paranormal versus the sca- usually like little to scarce physical evidence right it seems like it's always like all these people saw it but nobody had physical evidence for right, it right yeah and so it's like ah oh, well it's hard to believe then so he actually wrote a book called the eighth tower which was written at the same time as the mothman prophecies which proposes sort of a unified theory to explain all paranormal events He explained that these entities are able to shift up and down the electromagnetic spectrum, appearing and disappearing as they please. He called this the super spectrum and referred to the beings inhabiting it as ultra terrestrials. Now, this is very interesting, and I think this is something that needs to be looked into more because the idea that, you know, based upon the electromagnetic spectrum, they are able to manipulate that, which, you know, the earth is surrounded by electromagnetic energy. And yeah, so the electromagnetic thing is like literally what is like real. It's the a real thing, earth. proven thing. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that there's interdimensional beings or some types of entities that are able to shift in between the spectrum or dimensions in a way. Yeah. And that they would not, you know, like extraterrestrials would be like not of this planet. Ultra terrestrials would be not of this density or dimension or whatever you want to call it or the spec or this electromagnetic spectrum. 
This could explain the variety of electromagnetic effects often associated with paranormal events, right? Yeah. There's all the classics one, like the car stalling, mm -hmm. widespread power outages, yep. radios and telephones go crazy, yep. static, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. battery-operated devices refuse to work, clocks and watches have been known to stop in the presence of UFOs, cryptids, and ghosts. Interesting. Which makes sense, because like, think about it. Most people that have some type of paranormal experience have experienced one of those things happening yeah. to them. Yep. Mm -hmm. And why is it always those things? You know, it's not like it's not like you hear about like somebody had a ghost and it was like making tea or something and like pouring tea. It's communicating through these devices that that work off electromagnetic energy or yeah. radio and like waves. But not you know. always though, because sometimes it's just like a drawer, or like an inanimate object. It's true. But I yeah. think it is definitely a medium that they can like communicate through. Yeah. It's interesting, like, in if you're going to consider, like, aliens and UFOs paranormal, too, to think about those crop circles, how they would be electromagnetic. Like, the area around the crop circles would be, like, there'd be, like, static. Yeah. Remember? Uh, totally. Yeah. They're able to pull actual um, remnants of, yeah, energy off, of, off of the area where these crop circles are, which, yep. to me, what makes sense is these craft that they operate are electromagnetic and... That's how they they essentially like. I don't know. I don't either push it into. They have a better. They have a way to control energy and gravity in a different way that we can, and they can push all of these crops down in these formations. Yeah, really. Quickly. They understand like frequencies. Yeah, it's really weird. Maybe they can even like change the the energy in the air surrounding the crops so that they do the bending over and stuff like. Oh that. yeah. Oh gosh, we should do a crop circle podcast for sure yeah we, i think we should do crop circles and like abductions or implants or something and just kind of uh, put them all, in all into one though yeah because i think I, we need like two on like one on each it's like so much <laughs> i don't know you guys tell us but yeah isn't that interesting he also believes that these beings are native to the earth which explains their manifestation in different forms throughout the ages wow. and that they inhabit physical dimensions beyond normal human perception Ooh. what if we what if they're always there and we just can't see them i mean i think i believe if there's that. a spectrum <laughs> like we can't see all everything on the light spectrum so yeah if there's other types of spectrums it's very possible we just can't see them or it's maybe like an interstellar yeah it's just like yeah. well that's like a totally different dimension but this is just like they're in our dimension but they're yeah. just on a different spectrum so they're like invisible to us for some reason and we sometimes mm. encounter them in weird ways because either we can purposely encounter them, we can make them appear almost, or they are coming into a different part of our spectrum that crosses over with ours. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. isn't it? Yeah. A lot more than you thought, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, no, I've always believed in these in multidimensional beings and stuff, though, so... Which, yeah, and this theory fits with our scientific understandings of how our brains perceive the world around us. It is well known that our senses are only equipped to pick up very small amount of physical activity. Dogs, cats, and other animals are able to hear audio frequencies we cannot. Yeah, that's why fucking, is oh it a, my God, in our old place, okay? I think I told this on another podcast, so I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I had a paranormal experience. I have a video of it on my YouTube channel in our last apartment. Like, some shit happened. I am convinced Serious. some shit happened. Like, and I am 
I normally like, I mean, I'm not like preaching every day. Like I have a paranormal experience. Like it happened to me fucking once, yeah, yeah, yeah. once. And it was crazy. And at the time that it was happening, our cat would like meow like crazy at walls. She would go to corners and like just cry, like cry all the time. And it was always like on certain areas, certain corners of our bedroom and like she still kind of does that now when she just like is being annoying but not nearly no, not what she like, was doing then not like before it was like very specific too yeah and they were like looking up yeah she was looking corner. at things and then we would like hold her up and i swear like I, at one point i almost felt like i saw some type of entity like kind of hanging first in the corner time i've heard you just say like this. A, yeah no i'm just saying i <laughs> i'm just saying it's a thought that i never communicated because i thought it was bullshit but now i'm like Maybe maybe that was that that one time that you thought you saw something descending from the ceiling. No, no, no. This is different. That was a totally different time. (laughs) That was that was a fucking crazy dream. Well, I saw some shit. It was crazy. But Um, no, I I totally felt like there was something. But Lily was probably picking up on like frequencies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I I believe that completely. That animals animals have a sixth sense. Yeah, I think because they lack the sense that we do, the speech. That they like make up, they have stronger in other senses. Yeah, yeah. But pick up an extra one. Right. That's the, what I'm saying. Like, or they pick up another one. Yeah. I don't know. Paranormal animals. But I don't know if all animals are like that. Cause like none, Tucker never did that. Meatball doesn't do that. It was just Lily that was doing that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe only certain, certain animals have like that clairvoyancy or something Could or like be. that sixth sense. I don't know. It's really interesting. God. But it another another thing that I know we've talked about on here before, maybe briefly, is like the growing uh, CE5 movement that's happening, which is basically close, close encounters of the fifth kind, which is basically interacting with extraterrestrial beings and UFOs, like contacting them. And we've talked about this a little bit because we talked about Dr. Stephen Greer on one of our past episodes. He's a very well-known ufologist and... Uh, very interesting uh spiritual uh teacher as well and he has created these protocols he's he's developed these protocols that he says allow you to intentionally contact uh these beings whether uh, whether it be some type of interdimensional being or it's some type of extraterrestrial being based uh focused through meditation yeah like you meditating can then almost like draw them into you. Mm-hmm. It's like putting out a signal. Like we've seen videos of him trying to like do that kind of stuff. And he's like literally like trying to be like, try to meditate good thoughts and positive, like positive, like glowing thoughts. But like, it's to way attract. more than that. I mean, no, I know. But yeah. at the time, that's what he was saying to his group. Yeah. I yeah, saw yeah. a video of him doing it. Yeah. Totally. After they had been out there for right. hours and hours and hours. But like at the time that remember, there was like video yeah. that he captured of like orbs. Oh, I know. Oh, it's I know. wild. It's like, very wild. And that's the thing about it is it's very real. Like there's actual proof of this that this actually yeah. does work i had a subscriber with something like write me this long email about her experience doing a ce5 with dr greer and she was just like going on and on and on about it i was so intrigued i know we got to do it we got to do it at some point well our first goal is to get dr Greer on the podcast <laughs> we'll and then maybe we can hook us it. up with a ce5 because <laughs> it does sound really interesting and there are videos of of expeditions they've had where they do like there was one that i saw where they actually like somebody in the group made contact with a light being literally and they captured it on camera he has film of 
what looks like this outline of a like a I don't even know if it's human or not, but it, it like a body, a light body, like kind of like standing on the ground near where they were. It was so interesting. I'm like, wow. And I know this isn't just like doctored shit. Like this is this is legitimate film that was caught in camera and everything. So they're doing they're they're absolutely connecting with with something, something out yeah. there. And you know, he believes it's uh, extraterrestrials, and and they definitely could be. So, you know, it's very possible that we're surrounded all by these interdimensional ultra terrestrials or whatever you want to call them. Or on the skeptic side, maybe this maybe all of these, you know, cryptids and paranormal stuff is just a like fixture of our imagination. Like it's just our imaginations making up this like vivid, vivid thing or our brain playing tricks on us. That's what people will say. People, like, oh, yeah, it's just like your brain. you get into some. Eventually, you're like in some state where it's almost like you're drug tripping. Yeah. Well, you can kind of like almost. Well, show the video of the, where they actually it. like get some orbs start coming out of the sky towards yeah. them. Yeah. Like, no, I know. Clearly, that isn't made up by their brains. It's wild, dude. There's real video of it. Mm -hmm. Like, look it up. It's it's fucking weird. You can see them for yourselves, and it's not doctored. No. No. It's not doctor. It's like a so. whole group of people with him. It's really crazy. It is really crazy. So and people pay mad money to go on these things. Actually, they like because like it's like a whole thing that they do. Like it's a whole trip. So like they go off of other people's experiences as well. It's not like every single person is just imagining the same shit. No, they're they're no. getting the same thing in their head. You know, they're seeing the same things. They're talking. Yeah, they're I mean, if it's physically manifesting itself, then yeah, they're yeah. absolutely seeing it. Yeah. Right. But sometimes they communicate through like meditation and stuff. Like, I'm just saying that other people in the group would have something different if it was made up in their head, if it was being just manifested. In right. Their no, no, brain. no. Yeah. What? They're all they just not... manifesting the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, and I they're know. Not. They see the same things. It's very interesting. If you've never seen it, just uh, just YouTube, uh, CE5, uh, Serious Disclosure, or, or Dr. Greer, and, and you'll find it. And he has a video of it from Florida where, yeah, they're sitting on the beach and literally they, you see yeah. four orbs just like pop up. Or I don't yeah, remember how really, many exactly. Yeah, it's really, really weird. Yeah, they pop God, up. That was one of the videos that really shook me. It's really cool. A couple years it's ago. really cool. It's not bullshit either. So yeah. speaking of meditation, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank our last sponsor today. All right, guys, let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk about ghosts. So we got into Mothman. Let's talk about ghosts. Ghosts to me are one of the most real aspects of, in my opinion, of the paranormal. Yeah. Because, you know, throughout human history, you can go all the way back to, you know, ancient cultures. And one aspect that they all talk about is ghosts, spirits, specters, whatever you want to call them. Going back, you know, if you think about it, like Native Americans talked about spirits and spirit animals and things like that. So it, think of all the ancient cultures and mm -hmm. cultures of the world at, at like Japan talking about the ancestors and they like mm -hmm. almost like pay respect and pray and worship their ancestors as like mm -hmm. deities almost. You yeah, know? absolutely. So obviously we all should, honestly. Yeah. So obviously there's something going on there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not just like praying and or you know where it's not just like it's just a bunch of nothing i mean it could be but i doubt it because nearly one in five americans believe in ghosts and i have also claimed to see one 
That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. A lot of people believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Probably. If you're watching this. So what yeah, I exactly- would actually like to know, like, is there any of you that like don't believe in ghosts? I feel like I never come across people that are like, I don't believe in ghosts at all. I hate them or like, or I don't believe in anything. My, my, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my parents don't believe in ghosts. Well, that's the thing is a lot of people think of ghosts because yeah. like you got like, to define what a ghost is mean for you though you have like, to define what it is because a lot of people think like fucking casper the the friendly ghost like to me like a ghost is is a soul of some sort that has passed that is no longer living yeah or maybe has not even started living yet or is just not living currently uh, a consciousness stream a soul whatever you want to call it yeah they're the spirits so, of the dead that the soul has somehow transcended the death of the physical body to continue to inhabit our realm for reasons unknown. It was kind of like one good definition of it. it. What's interesting though is that if you're a part of any religion, you know, as you guys know, I was a you know Christian growing up for for almost 18 years, and in my religion as well as other people in my family who are Catholic, there's only like when you bring up the idea of ghosts or ghost in general. It's the Holy Ghost, which could it could also entail a angels, you know, as being like some type of ghostly figure, an angel, you know, back if you go back into the Bible yeah. and you look at like what angels are, it's kind of a ghost. Like it's like this. I was just about to say, like, I would put angels in the category of ghosts. I just think it's like anything that's like. Yeah, not exactly. Of this earth or like not. something from the other side or whatever you want to call it. So yeah. it was the Holy Ghost. But then. In most religions, there is no like friendly spirit ghosts. It's demons. It's demonic. It's some type of evil, hmm. ghostly entity. Which I also believe in. You know, I believe in. We've talked a lot about how we believe in dark versus light. A lot of people believe in that. You know, basic good versus evil. There has to be a balance in the world. Yin yang, whatever. Um. So I think there's probably like shitty ones too. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I think there's lower dimensional beings and higher dimensional beings. Yeah, I think there's absolutely evil shit out there and I think there's absolutely evil paranormal because I mean, come on guys, like if you look at all of these stories, if you look at so many of these horror movies that are like based on true events, based on true stories, I think there could be some type of evil entities out there that are possessing people, are taking, are doing really fucked up crazy shit out there and we just don't have an explanation for them. So like religion's put the name demons on them. I mean, whether or not they're actually like the demons that we think of is another question, but I don't know. It it seems to me like there is a good evil type spirit ghost situation going on for sure. I think so. And I think most people would agree with that. So let's talk about some, you know, theories for them existing in the first place, Uh, kind of beyond the, you know, normal, Um, theory as to what they are and one alternative theory uh, to the idea of ghosts are the spirits of the dead involves a concept that these are not independent entities at all but rather sort of an echo of what once was commonly referred to as residual hauntings Mm, okay the basic idea is that for some reason past events have been imprinted upon the building or the landscape and are merely playing back like images on camera film or sounds on an audio tape residual memories of time lost yeah i have heard of this this is interesting to think about for sure and that would explain why there's so many of these things in haunted places like mm-hmm. you know That's it's you not like haunted you place. see a ghost at a mall 
or like right. the grocery right. store. They're in like grave grave sites and murder you scenes. You have to go to these where places where something happens yeah. that may have imprinted on Maybe that location. Maybe it allows that location to have a weaker like barrier between the dimensions that things can like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a both space it merges them or something yeah 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 does that just sound like some bullshit yeah it does so <laughs> let me try to re rephrase that for you so yeah. basically this theory is like it's more like watching a video with the film actually being the area around it so it's like the area is projecting the ghosts the spirits that we are perceiving them as in that area and then and this theory is especially applied to cases wherein the apparitions seem to mindlessly repeat the same series of actions over and over again perhaps for eternity and do not seem to realize that they are being watched or that they are dead so no more than an image on a film knows it's being looked at kind of thing huh. which kind of makes sense why and how these particular past events should have been transplanted onto the landscape as well as how they are applied played back is obviously unknown but they interact most like things like that they like interact with people that are there yeah and I, and that's the thing is like i don't know if you can take this theory and apply it to every single ghost mm -hmm. sighting or ghost encounter or spirit or demon well, i encounter. think what i was saying made sense then like i think that maybe in these places where these things have happened that there's less of a barrier between the dimensions yeah that's what i originally said that you just said was bullshit <laughs> well i take now you it back agree? no i don't agree but you just didn't understand me the first time yeah <laughs> okay so you think that like if bad things happen in an area yeah that they like kind of stain that area or maybe not if maybe mm, but if maybe someone had a very traumatic death in an area it like opens a portal or something i mean i'm reaching for sure i'm just getting creative with my thoughts if here. something like like maybe if there's a death involving something negative, negative energy, it kind of merges it, the dimensions then in maybe that space and opens it to the lower, yeah, level that, and densities. And kind of merges it with ours in that space. Creates like a little gateway. Mm hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Oh my god. Rub it on the loose. So another intriguing theory is that ghosts do not come from the outside world at all, but rather from within. Oh, in hollow this, earth theory? <laughs> yeah, they are from the inner earth civilization, actually. So in this line of reasoning, ghosts are not a product of the supernatural energy or strange forces of nature, but are rather extensions of the mind, reaching out through little understood psychic powers, creating oh. seemingly real constructed constructs projected onto the physical world solely through the power of the subconscious mind. So basically, this is a fancy... Uh, definition for your brain playing fucking tricks on you and you seeing some shit that ain't there and uh, I think that I, I know that's happened to me before where I thought I've seen something and it ended up being nothing or something completely different where your mind just kind of like fucks with you when you see something and you know it's not actually there or not actually what you're seeing so I don't know could ghosts be just history playing back on an endless loop so hmm. Mm. what's also interesting about this is that um basically these th thought forms are often referred to as tulpas and can even be generated by people who are not even aware that they are doing it 
and the forms often appearing to materialize or vanish at will depending on the mental state of the individual or individuals projecting them so for example like if you're uh like working somewhere like you're at a hotel and you start hallucinating like a ghost or a phantom or you're like let's say i think the example that i saw was like you're writing a book about something like a like something scary or something being in this area that you are and then you start visualizing it in this area and so like let's say you're writing a book about a ghost or you know like a phantom or something haunting something and then mm -hmm. you all of a sudden are projecting that into reality like manifesting and then you start it? seeing it kind of like you yeah you manifest it and you yeah. you actually project yeah. this you know mental. a lot of people believe that like our whole universe is malleable and you can you can like change or create anything and bring anything like that into existence i don't know though i feel like people write a lot of scary stories and there'd be a lot of Doesn't scary shit all the time. around yeah, i mean i don't know i i think a lot Does that of mean slender man's real then yeah i, I guess that's, I, yeah that's a stretch <laughs> yeah yeah <coughs> i think i think th that could be applied to like specific examples of of uh ghost sightings but i don't think that would explain all you know i, th I think a lot of these are and that's the thing right and what makes this paranormal is like you can try all you want to apply science and logic and reasoning from what we know about the brain and how the brain thinks or whatever but at the end of the day, we just don't fucking know anything. Mm -mm. We don't know anything. I mean, we don't even know how the consciousness works in the first place. So how the hell are we supposed to know if our brain is projecting something that isn't there or we're hallucinating or even when we're hallucinating? I mean, how do we know the whole fucking life isn't a hallucination and, and a projected reality of some sort? We don't know. Yeah. So I think it's really tough. And that's why paranormal remains this, you know, yeah. remains what it is because we mm -hmm. can't you can't really apply logic and reasoning to it because it's just so fucking beyond what we But something can clearly comprehend. is going on. But it's some, just like we don't understand it all the way. It's just way too complicated, way too advanced yeah. for our little fucking monkey brains, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I don't know. It's really tough. What do you think about poltergeist? Do you know what poltergeist is? Mm, I know the word and now I forget, but I feel like angry. as soon as you say it, what? Angry? <laughs> Usually angry, but they're basically noisy moving shit around all the time oh they're like around. really evil ghosts yeah because they've usually they're like mad they're evil, because yeah. they're they've been wronged in their life or something or like they cause disturbances they're the ones that move objects around slam doors you know like slam doors <laughs> well see okay my mom i never got to go to this house but her aunt like owned this really old ass house and they sold it like this summer because they passed away but um she and my dad like claim and my you know my dad like he doesn't believe no in anything he thinks this is that's, all BS. you know well he, he doesn't think it's all bs but he needs a lot of like proof but he believes that there was a ghost living in that her name was like mrs boggs really yes and then they were staying there they like my mom got trapped in a room and like someone she claims that like there was a chair like blocking the door handle she got like locked in the cellar and she thought my dad like prayed to played a prank on her but then he finally found her like in this room and she was like did you put this chair to block the door and he was like no Whoa. like obviously he wouldn't block her no. ask my dad about it dude it's crazy like she would move the towels my mom said the towels would like just randomly fly off the racks and shit or the fireplace would blow out or turn on i'm sorry where was Doors this at again in maine uh, i didn't say it i okay. didn't say it this remember when i went to maine when we first met 
And I was being like such a brat about yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, there was like a big funeral out there. Hmm. But it's a really famous house. What about house. their first house? Was that haunted at all? Oh, that wasn't, no, no, no. This isn't my parents' house. No, this I know. I'm just asking. Her though, aunt's house that they I'm stayed. curious because it's an older home in like New England and stuff. Like a yeah. lot of the hauntings and a lot of the no, I don't think my parents' things are in those New England areas. Yeah. Dude. my I was born in a tiny, tiny house in At, or, um, uh, Acton. Yeah. I was going to say attic. <laughs> Acton, Massachusetts. In, yes, in Acton. Um, well, that's where your parents are. Tiny lived, yeah. farmhouse, really, really old. But I don't think they had anything haunted there, no. In Maine, in the main house, though. Ask about Mrs. Boggs sometime. My dad like doesn't really believe in like a lot of things, but he believes in Mrs. Boggs for sure. Hmm. And it's always my in, whole family believes in it. It's really interesting, though, this idea of like ghosts and hauntings and stuff, because it really does seem like. It's a historical thing. Like, yeah. it goes back to like something in history. I think people's souls, like some of them, like kind of stick around. They like linger know. or something. Because I mean, Miss Boggs, like at one point, obviously owned the house. Whatever she was like, somehow in our family, I don't know, or somehow owned this house. I don't even know if we were related to her, but we lived. My family somehow bought this house that she used hmm. to live in, and. Yeah, I don't think we were related to her now that I'm thinking about it. But she wasn't a mean is. ghost, but she slammed shit around. That's what I was going to say. She she would, according to my parents, would throw things, slam things, break things. But she wasn't an angry ghost. And you didn't feel like it was like malicious? like it was. I don't know because I wasn't there. But my parents did not feel I mean, they loved why her. They were he, like, she took care of us. Why was she locking in the door then? Why is she locking your mom somewhere with a <laughs> chair behind her? That doesn't seem very nice question. to me. I don't know. But my mom always said she like ghost took care of them and the like. Door. Hung up their towels and shit. I no, know. I don't know, man. Maybe she Sounds was angry. A little fishy. Maybe she's pissed how I she died. I don't know. My aunt and uncle lived there for like a really long time. My great aunt and uncle. I don't, think, I don't know. <laughs> they liked her. They were like, oh, Miss Boggs. Well, so maybe nice. they're severely mistaken. God, I wonder who owns that house now because I know someone bought it and I think they might have been tearing it down for something in my. my I don't yeah, know. they probably should tear it down. No. <laughs> God, it's so. New England though is full of shit. Like yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. Is like talk about like a paranormal hotspots. Like seems oh, like yeah. New England's just full. I went of to them. this really old creepy church when I was out there where we buried them out in the field of this you buried old. What? My aunt and uncle were buried there. Oh, and we like visited there because they were buried six months before the memorial. So like we weren't there to bury them, but we went to see where they were buried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like on this old farmhouse, and then there was a. Uh, this old, old church, like super old church, like barely falling apart and everything. And it was so creepy. Like I just got the major heebie-jeebies around there. Like I was like wigging out the whole time we were out there. And I feel like I a know. graveyard would just be Some like... Some of those old historic places yeah. are just freaky. It wasn't a graveyard. It's just their land that they oh, wow. okay. were able to bury oh, them on. Shit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, my, my paranormal like real life experience is very minimal and most recently was when we visited the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, which is a very famous hotel. It's where they filmed The Shining, Stephen King movie. And we took a ghost tour there. And we should go back and take another oh, yeah. night ghost tour. I know. And uh, With, stay like, in the John room. John and Janelle or something. We got to stay in that room too there. Yeah, I don't know though. Where you literally stay the night with the ghost. And we were on the tour and we yeah. actually went to the door because she likes to the tour guide likes to bring you to whoever's staying there to talk to them and see what they think. Yeah. And I, I can't remember if we I don't think we saw did we see into their room? Or no. But a couple was staying in there that night. I have video of it on my YouTube channel. If you type in 
uh, Stanley Hotel, Kendall Ray, it'll come up. But I, I put in vlog clips of this couple. We were like coming down the stairs yeah. and they were coming out for the day and they were like, the tour guide knew that they were staying in that room that night. And she was like, oh my gosh, hi. Can you, like, did you have anything happen in this room last night where this one ghost would, I can't remember her name now, but I know her story. She's the one who like walked into a room. It was full of gas and she. It blew up. Yeah. yeah. But then like, she survived that and then lived for a while longer and then died and then like stayed around and helped. Right. Yeah. 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 So right. she would like unpack your bags and like do all this shit. And then um, apparently like the, the guy tells us it's famous because she gets in bed with you at night. Yeah. Or, and you feel well, a, a only presence if in you're the not married, though. Only if you're not married. Right. But even if you're single, like if you're in there by yourself. Too, no. I think she gets in there. Nope. Too. No, she only gets in the bed if you are not married to protect your. Yes, she goes in the but room. She no goes in the what. room because but she only goes in the bed if you are not married because she wants to protect your reputation as a woman. Right. She's very old school. So this that. woman like these this couple came down the stairs and she was like, so did you guys have any experiences with her? And she, they were like, oh, yeah, she was like totally in the bed. It was like a horrible night. They were like freaked out. So there's a video of um, that. And then there's also a clip of us when we we're going through another part of it. And the one of the doors was just opening and shutting. Dude, that and I know I was one that noticed it and it blew my fucking mind. I was like, we were, we were standing there. We were standing there kind of looking up because she was telling us like there's like a vortex or something yeah, going on in the stairwell. And I'm standing there and I'm looking across the way. And then all of a sudden the, a door of the room swings open and there's somebody in the room, but they were nowhere near the door and they didn't even notice it. Yeah, and the door weird. literally swung like all the way open. The windows were closed, no draft or anything. And then it shut like almost mm -hmm. all the way. And then it swung open really fast. Like, yeah, it was really it was weird. bizarre, man. It and was we were weird. standing there. And I'm I glad like, I got it on camera too. That was cool. But that but yeah. room, what I was going to say is that room where the woman is, Jim Carrey actually stayed there. Yeah. And he got so freaked out he left in the he, middle of the he, night. He claims to this day, like, she's there. She's in there. He won't tell well, anyone. Well, actually, he won't tell anybody there. what was in there. But, but he had something. an experience in there and he did not stay the he couldn't stay the night in there. And he left in the middle of the night. That's crazy. So I don't know, man. Ghosts are just a, a very weird phenomenon. I mean, is it I really would like to get what is some it? like people who really know their shit about ghosts on the podcast. Because clearly, like you and I don't know that much about it. Like we know some stuff. But you know, I'd like I'm to, not a I ghost hunter. find a ghost hunter, like a real fucking ghost yeah, hunter. That's like un, that yeah. has knows the science or whatever and knows uh -huh. understands it on a on a totally different level. It'd yeah. be really interesting because I, I don't think any of these paranormal things are just like our minds playing tricks no, on us necessarily. I don't either. I, I think, think there's some of them else. are, but like not all of them. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not every single sighting or person's report is is real and you know, evidence is always good too. And I mean, just a mere fact that there are ghost hunters and all these shows and stuff that are, you know, actively looking into the stuff. And one of the oh God, there's so many freaky movies I've seen with with ghosts and such. Like, I don't know why you, did you ever watch the Blair Witch Project. No. Are you kidding? Like, Dude. you're married to me. You know, I haven't seen this shit. You guys watch the Blair Witch Project. That's like one. of That one is just such a trippy movie, man. Just weird shit. <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> final thoughts on ghosts. Real or no. Well, we're going to do more podcasts on ghost stuff probably, right? Yeah. This is well, just one of many campfire yeah, no, chats. No, no, no. This is, no, this, <laughs> this is one of many paranormal podcasts. No, so. campfire <laughs> chats.
I'm getting pissed now. Oh. This is my one request. There's no fucking campfire, dude. People are like, what? People. It doesn't matter. That it's is the idea. Bait, dude. No, it's not. How is that clickbait? It's fun naming is what it is. That's not clickbaiting. Clickbaiting is if I said we were doing something different. We were telling like ghost stories like around a campfire. All right. You're lame, Josh. You're not creative. You're just a dumb Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just logical and to the point and... <laughs> I like shit to make sense and not. I look love silly. series names. Clearly, I know. I've already let you name enough. No, you uh, named Ponder Sesh. I know. Too. Well, now I want to have campfire chat. <sighs> All right, guys, let us know in the comments if you guys want us to call this campfire chats. If you do, <laughs> like. If you don't, subscribe. No, but we're gonna call it that from the beginning. Apollo's eating my sweatshirt. My bunny's eating me alive now. I need to. Go. I know Kendall's now brought the bunny into the podcast now. So oh, he's eating our merch. Dude, he's what eating the our he's, mile higher Our merch. merch is so good that our bunny <laughs> is eating it. That is the quality of it. It is bunny food. And for those of you guys that are wondering, like, wow, Kendall all of a sudden has a random bunny. Well, you can actually see them on my Instagram at milehigherzoo.com. You heard it here first. <laughs> we got a fucking zoo. Yes, but I did get I did get bunnies. I have a boy and a girl. I have two Holland Lops, and I love them. I've had them for like two months, and their names are Apollo and Athena after the Greek gods. Cute. So yeah, super cute. <laughs> Josh is like whatever. I'm like I've heard enough about your damn bunnies. Oh my god! No, I, I love lo them. no, I love them. They're like my little look how cute. Oh, he's so cute. So they're so nice. If you've yeah. never seen a Holland Lot bunny, the cutest thing ever. But anyway, guys, <laughs> we will wrap things up here today. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. It's been real. Hopefully, you learned something new about the paranormal. Paranormal. Dude, sometimes I get the craziest accent whenever I'm talking you on this do. shit. You do. You like sometimes, and I always make fun of you, and then people are Must like, be oh, my poor roots Josh. Out. Kendall's so mean to Josh. He makes fun of him mispronouncing stuff. I know. Stuff. I actually get really bummed out after. Oh, I'm my God. We're husband and wife. Yeah. You guys should hear what we're like off camera. You think I'm mean to him here? It's <laughs> true. It's true. But anyways, if you guys enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube as well on iTunes. Leave us a rating or review. Really appreciate it. Also, check out the hottest merch in the game. And follow at MileHireZoo.com. And follow MileHireZoo <laughs> on Twitter. Hottest and merch in the game? Did you just... Oh, I did. Did you just say like a Paul thing? Which Paul says that? Logan or Jake? Whatever, dude. Cop the hottest merch in the game. Cop the hottest merch in the game. Kendall's repping it right now. The MileHire official it's covered in cat sweatshirt. hair yes bunny hair and it's got bunny bites on it but but it looks we good, appreciate all of you guys for joining us and supporting us and yeah we will see you guys next time peace